This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show for you. However, before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents here on the WVSA Digital Network. On the phone with us today is John Mata, president of the United States Adult Soccer Association. John, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Now, obviously, 2020 was a challenging year for soccer overall and something we've never experienced before in, in, in the history of at least our lives. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it affected adult soccer um, as well as obviously it did for youth soccer. Talk to us a little bit about I, I'm, I'm assuming 2021 is going to be a rebuilding year for the U.S. Adult Soccer Association. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, last year, we registered a total of 83,500 players nationally, which was about a, a third of what we normally register. And, you know, we're hoping to, you know, I don't know if we'll reach our normal numbers, but, you know, our goal is to at least reach 200,000 players for 2021. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work ahead of you guys. Yeah. What are what are you going to try to do to to increase those numbers back? Well, I mean, it's kind of out of our hands, as as you well know. You know, it, it depends on you know state laws and uh, local municipality laws that either will allow soccer to be played or not be played. And you know, we're just being very optimistic with uh, the vaccines being out there, and you know. COVID in the last you know, 30 days have been on a downward spiral. We just hope that continues. And, you know, we're just, we're just hoping that by springtime, you know, April, that the numbers will look a lot better with COVID and more municipalities and more states will allow our teams and our leagues to get back on the fields and play soccer. So that, that's the key is, you know, it, it, I'm sure our players out there want to play soccer. They're all itching to go get back on the fields. So as soon as the municipalities open it, open up the fields, I'm sure they'll they'll be coming back in droves to, to play games again. So you yeah, know, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they miss that. You know, they miss. And, and that's the one thing I like about the adult soccer is that it's you know not not only necessarily about the soccer, but it's also about socialization with others and adults that you know grew up with the, either grew up with the game or loved the game uh that's the one thing i always liked about adult soccer yeah i mean i totally agree with you i mean i've been involved with soccer at every level and i honestly believe the most passionate people around the sport are those involved with adult soccer because you know they they, they were involved with it probably their entire entire lives they the youth players that have graduated into the adult game so these are the true blue people that really love the sport and continue with the sport. So they are definitely, in my opinion, the most passionate soccer people in the country. Now, there was uh, something that was supposed to happen, uh, uh, the first ever U.S. Adult Soccer Association UEFA Amateur Championships. Obviously, that did not happen. 
Um, what's the what's the status with that for maybe 2021 or 2022? Well, yeah, I mean that was probably probably the most disappointing uh, part of 2020 was uh, we worked very hard to host the very first UEFA amateur champion against the U.S. U.S. Adult Soccer's uh, amateur cup champion, which was Newtown Pride out of Connecticut, was going to be playing a Polish team, mm-hmm. and that game was going to be played in May <clears throat> in Connecticut which, of course, we had to postpone or cancel it because of the, uh, the coronavirus. So the plan is now to, to get back and, you know, talk to the UEFA people. And I would imagine that the next, uh, the, the next one would probably be in 2022 because the plan was that we would host it one year and two years later they would host it and two years later we would host it. So since we were going to host it in 2020, you know, they, they will hold what they call their Nations Cup, which is the amateur UEFA championships, probably this year. So that champion would meet our amateur champion of this year in 2022. So that is the plan. We haven't had any discussions, but uh, hopefully we will have those discussions in the very near future to plan for 2022. That sounds very, very exciting. Um, also exciting, too, is uh, Soccer Fest, uh, which, uh, if you follow adult soccer, is a is a wonderful event. Uh, looks like it's going to be in Milwaukee in July. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, Soccer Fest was the former, we used to call it the Veterans Cup, and there was a little, a little bit of confusion that people thought it was actually the poor veterans, uh, you know, our, our military guys. So um, we decided to make a change in the name and call it Soccer Fest, but it's the same tournament. And, you know, that tournament, in my opinion, really shows the, the, the love of soccer, the game for life for everyone. We have teams from, you know, over 30s all the way to over 70s. And, you know, it's, it's a wide spectrum of, of players from different parts of the world. Every year we've had a team from Japan uh, participate in our soccer fest uh, they come every year and they're you know they started like over 60s and they became over 70s now you you know some of them are even over 80 that participate so that is probably our biggest event where you know i call it it's like a high school reunion a family reunion where these teams really look forward to coming back every single year they see their friends from all over the country some from all over the world, you know, they, they, they play good games. They have fun. You know, we have a beer tent where everybody has a few beers together, have fun, enjoy it. So that, that is what I see the true meaning of amateur adult soccer is soccer fest, because we got all ages, all aspects of life, male, female. Uh, it's, it's just a great event for, for soccer. One thing that I've always enjoyed is when we host our uh, our Hall of Fame uh, ceremony every year, uh, we always air a video from the U.S. Adult Soccer Association, which is a recap mm-hmm. a recap of Soccer Fest and watching some of the highlights. And it's really neat to see, you know, 70-year-olds and 80-year-olds out there on the field playing, and it always brings a smile to my face just to see that. Uh, see those players out there still enjoying the beautiful game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, our motto is the game for life, and it sure comes out during Soccer Fest.
<laughs> now, uh, there's some things that uh, that may be coming up that I, I want you to kind of touch on a little bit. Uh, something you had mentioned to me uh, before about meeting with CONCACAF to establish an amateur championship. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's a goal of mine for this year. Uh, and it's been a goal of mine, something that's been in the back of my mind pro- probably 10 years now. Whereas I see CONCACAF, and if, if you know the CONCACAF region, the CONCACAF countries, more than half of the countries, which a lot of them are small islands in the Caribbean, as we well know, but the majority of the CONCACAF nations uh, do not have professional teams. So they're all made up of amateur soccer teams. So I've had a discussion with Victor Monteleone, who's the president of CONCACAF when he first got elected. And I brought the idea to him. It says, Victor, all, most of your, your, your nations in your, in your region are amateur, are amateur clubs. They don't have professional clubs. Don't you think it would be a, a good gesture if you put on a CONCACAF uh, amateur championship type tournament or maybe you hold it in Miami or in Florida somewhere where it's kind of central to everyone. And we could bring the, you know, the winners, the champions from Mexico, USA, Canada, you know, and, and, and the surrounding countries, whoever wanted to participate and have a nice little amateur tournament uh, for, for all these countries. I, I, I think they would appreciate it. I think they would love it because it would give them another level of soccer to participate you know, uh, for amateur soccer. And he loved the idea. And of course he had just gotten elected to CONCACAF's position of president. And he says, John, I got a lot on my plate. Let me get, you know, let me settle in and let's have these discussions in the future. You know, I met him once before and then kind of brought it up. He was busy, but you know, that's one of my goals for this year is to reach out to him again and, and have a good discussion around it. And, you know, I've been to a few CONCACAF meetings, and I've spoken to the Canadians. I've spoken to the Mexicans. They all love the idea. Everybody loves the idea. Mexico even said they would host it, you know, the first time if, if needed. But, again, we need to get CONCACAF behind this, and that, again, it will be one of my goals for, for this year. I'm sure another goal of yours would be to continue to grow the adult game in the country. Um one thing uh, you had made mention about before is uh, partnering with U.S. Soccer and the uh, Latino Task Force uh, to get more Latinos to uh, join in the U.S. Adult Soccer Association. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so when Will became uh, the new CEO of U.S. Soccer, I, I had a conversation with Will about that. And he actually says that was one of his main goals was to reach out to the Latinos. So. You know, I haven't had a, a, a serious conversation with him about it, but, you know, again, it's on it's on my agenda to call him. And, you know, if, if U.S. soccer and you use the shield of U.S. soccer, which everybody recognizes it, could partner up with U.S. adult soccer, and we put together a serious task force of well-known Latinos, like an Andres Cantor or, or, or a Campos, the, the goalie from... Mexico, people that have a lot of credibility in the Latino community, people that have respect and people in the Latino community trust. And we meet with them and we kind of sit down and wrap our heads around what would it take to get all these Latino 
unaffiliated leagues to be part of U.S. Adult Soccer and U.S. Soccer Federation and come up with a plan and, and then, you know, go after, target these uh, unaffiliated Latino leagues, see what they want, what their needs are, and see that, you know, with, with a partnership with U.S. Soccer and U.S. Adult Soccer, if we can meet those needs and, and come up with a program that they would want to be part of us and and be part of U.S. Soccer. So, so again, that's another one of my, my my goals for this year. And and actually, I've been working with a group out there that has put together a sort of a proposal already. And I want to get them in front of Will, get them on a conference call with myself and that group uh, with these uh, with this proposal that they have and see if that could be maybe the kickoff of this task force uh, with U.S. Soccer. Growing the game is is so important, and 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 showing uh, young players that there is still soccer left to be played, past high school, past college, past club. Um, if if folks are looking to establish clubs or leagues within their local communities, um, what advice would you give to them in in doing so? Well, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities, I think, out there. And, you know, I think one of the simplest opportunities of growing the game, the adult game in the local communities is every community, you know, every state association has huge, has a lot of youth clubs already, right? I mean, so why not approach the youth clubs and talk to them about, hey, why don't you guys, you know, every youth club, have an adult team, which could be comprised of a lot of their coaches that are coaching their teams, right? Right. And 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 put them together and start an adult league in your state. You know, a new a new adult state, uh, league in your state. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. I think the biggest opportunity out there right now is the social clubs, and we've been having discussions at USASA on how we can tap into or get these social clubs to be part of you know, U.S. adult soccer. And, you know, the mentality today of a, of a younger soccer player, you know, a guy in the, you know, a guy or girl in their 20s, is that, you know, a lot of them just want to have fun. They don't want anything organized. They don't want to go to practice twice a week. You know, they don't want to have to go to games, you know, every week. So they like these social-type clubs where, you know, if they got a couple of hours, they will, they will go to the social club, have a pickup game, play for a couple of, you know, maybe an hour, then go have a couple of beers with their friends. So, so I see that as, you know, the the big growth of of adult soccer in this country, we just got to figure out a way to tap into that system. And, you know, uh, another thing that U.S. adult soccer has done last year, we got a grant from U.S. Soccer Federation with the innovation to growth fund. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and they gave us money last year for us to uh, work with different state associations on how we can transition youth players into adult players. So, so we, we partnered up with Washington State and Indiana, and I believe there might be one more state, which we're doing a test run on, regist- getting youth players that have reached you know, the maximum 19 years old with the youth, and transitioning those players into adult players. So that may mean, you know, free registrations for a few years that, you know, they don't have to pay to become a member. Uh, so so hopefully we're gonna have some learnings with Washington State and 
Indiana on how do we transition all these youth players that are, that are graduating from the youth to make them in, into adult players. Again, this is something that, you know, we're working on, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the message I want to give is, you know, there's so much we can do at the national level. We can direct, we can recommend, but if it's not, the work has to be done at the state level, right? right. I mean, that's where the rubber meets the road is at the state level. So the states need to come up with their own ideas on how do we grow the adult game? I mean, again, you know, we have some ideas at the national level, but, you know, if you look at the numbers, you know, most state associations hasn't grown the adult game in many, many, many years. So, you know, we look for our state associations to do the heavy lifting and get registrations up and figure out how can we grow the adult game in, in our state. So that's where, you know, that's where we lean on is at the state association to, to, to come up with ideas and suggestions. And hopefully if they come up with a great suggestion, we can use it nationally. Do you think that uh, one of the keys to growing the game in the adult uh, uh, section is making entry easier for them just because as an adult you have more commitments you may have a family, you may have a demanding job, you may have this, you may have that. Um, you know, I've seen some some areas where they're doing leagues where it's, you know, small-sided leagues, which I think is great just because, you know, you may not have 11 folks that are available every Sunday sure. or, or whatever. Uh, just making the point of entry a whole lot easier and being flexible and being adaptable to to cater to the, the the changing dynamics of an adult playing soccer. No, you you hit the nail on the head, and that's why I was telling you about the uh, social clubs. I mean, that's exactly who they cater to is these adults. I may have you know new families, and you know when they can pick up and leave for a couple of hours, they go and you know kick the ball around, you know, go play soccer, without any commitment, without going to practice, without having follow a schedule. So it's, it's so they're playing soccer on their time, not on the team's time. So, so yeah, you know, and no, I agree. I think the um, the trend in the last few years has been that small sided games, and you know, we've definitely been looking at that. And uh, but again, I will have to stress that those are things that are done at the state level, right? I mean, right. the state the state people have to dictate. You know, hey, we're going to start a small sided or even a co-ed league. I think co-ed leagues are very, very popular right now. And that's things I believe state associations should be working on because again, this young generation, you know, it's more of a, a social life type atmosphere when they get together to play soccer. And, you know, it's guys and girls together. They, they just want to have fun. They want to go out there and exercise for a couple of hours and, you know, and then go home, you know, maybe have a beer with them and then go home. So, you know, the, the organized soccer is really for the diehard soccer players, but the majority of players today, in my opinion, are these social lights that like to just get together and have fun. I agree. I agree uh, with that big time. Um, it, you know, as we kind of wrap things up here on the podcast, John, sure. um, if you, I know that a lot of people out there sort of 
are maybe a little bit shy when it comes to, well, you know, I'm I, I'm not that in shape anymore. I'm not, you know, I can't be that competitive. I can't be. And I think you bring up such a great point that most of these players are out there just for the love of the game, just to get out and socialize, to play a game that they've loved since maybe they were four years old. Talk to us, talk to that, talk to that person that may be thinking about playing adult soccer, but maybe worried about the fact that I can't compete at a, at a high level anymore. I can't, you know, I just want to go out there and have fun. Talk to them. Yeah. I, again, I mean, I've already stated it that, you know, that, that is the trend today is those type of players that love the game and want to come out and have fun, you know, be with their friends, kick the ball around, maybe get a little bit of exercise. And, uh, you know, we welcome them. But again, those types of, you know, leagues or those types of uh, activities has to be governed at the state level. That's not something that we're going to govern out of Chicago at the national office. So these are all programs and great ideas, but we need people at the state level to, go after these people or to to set up these programs for them and uh you know we can we can assist but again i can't stress enough the work needs to be done at the at the state level not at the national level yep that's correct um john i appreciate you uh coming on the program if somebody wants to find out more about u.s adult soccer association uh where should they go yeah i mean we have the website usadultsoccer.com and uh you know Anybody can give me a call, you know, if they got questions, I'm, I'm very easily available. They can email me, you know, or send me a message via, you know, Twitter or, you know, Facebook or what, whichever way they want to. And I'll give you my phone number. It's 603-365-0415. That's my cell phone. I, I, I pretty much answer every phone call. If I don't recognize the number, I, I might wait for you to leave me a message, but I will call you right back. Uh, but, hey, I'm, I'm here to, to help, and, you know, feel free to call me, anyone, you know, who has any questions about U.S. adult soccer. Awesome. John, thank you so much for coming on the program today and talking to us about the U.S. Adult Soccer Association. We appreciate it. And no, thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you listening. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WVSoccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.